Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Who? Easton Stick? That's a hockey stick. Easton Stick. At least it was at one time. And Aiden O'Connell? These guys aren't even household names in their own house. This is not... And not to mention, both teams are 5-8. and eight. AFC West battle. Um, give me a reason, Darren, to watch this game. I can't. I can't. <laughs> this is the Rod Peterson Show. How long did that last? Hi, everybody. Welcome to a football Friday. Get on up inside. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show. We're coming at you live, I think, on Game Plus Television. On the radio down there in Atlanta, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. It's a little thing we call Football Friday. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. Not that we're the weather network, but Moose, as you can see over my shoulder, third straight day of gale force winds here in South Florida. So I've, t I've battened the hatches. I'm good here. You're indoors in Toronto and ready to talk ball. And uh, listen, I'm going to tell all and sundry. This is why I was a little annoyed on Thursday when the CFL schedule came out, because we had a plan. Believe it or not, we do have a plan. We had a plan for Thursday's show. It was a lot of NHL. Today, I'm more than happy, and you'll see it reflected in our quick six show topics here, to talk CFL schedule, NFL games, college bowl season, Curtis Rourke transferring, whatever you want to talk about gridiron-related. I'm here for Moose. But before we jump into those topics, there's one thing I wanted to mention from the hockey vein, and I'll give you a lot of credit. I thought of you a lot last night. Because Ken Johnson, we're going to start with hockey very briefly. Ken Johnson capped a two-goal effort with the overtime winner as the Columbus Blue Jackets held off a late Toronto comeback to top the Maple Leafs 6-5 at Scotiabank Arena. The Jackets led 5-0 going into the third before the Leafs scored five goals, including two from Austin Matthews in the final 75 seconds for Matthews to force overtime. You called it. You saw it coming, didn't you? Yeah. I know. Just like that. You know, you kind of lax a days, go through the game and do your thing. And now they put a lot of shots on and, you know, did some good things early in the game, but not really. I mean, you let Columbus jump out to the 5 nothing late, and then it's like, oh, they're better than we thought. If they're a pro team, maybe we got to actually play here in the third period. Then it zing, 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 and Matthews hits down. Okay, we got our point. Move on. Let's do better tomorrow. That's yeah, how they I'm sure you were thinking of I'm sure you were thinking of me, too, and my assertion that the Leafs play only as hard as they have to. And that'll only get them so far. But that happened last night. And if anybody wants to know why we love sports and I doubt anybody watching or listening does, because that's why they're here. But Columbus last night made NHL history is the first time in NHL history, first team to blow a five goal lead in the third period and still win. They made history last night. And then I had a little funny thought of what happened in Vancouver. Thatcher, uh, Thatcher Demko stopped all 36 shots he faced. He earned the shutty as the Vancouver Canucks defeated the Florida Panthers 4-0 on Roberto Luongo night at the garage, if they still call it that. And I just want to say this. I, I went and read the uh, quotes from Paul Maurice after the game. And he was like, there's a handful of things we do well, none of which you've seen the last two games. And I kind of, in my mind, got a funny thought, because I like him a lot. But he's basically saying we weren't ourselves. And I'm thinking, well, if I was uh, a Panthers fan who paid $500 for a ticket, it says Panthers on this ticket. Who, well, who are you? That's who I thought I was paying to see. We're not ourselves. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but again, 
Serena and I were joking about it. You can't put any stock in what the coaches say. You shouldn't. Why did I even go read the quotes? Uh, Panthers coming into Edmonton Saturday to have our way with the Oilers. Okay, can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Director, no, Tuna. Director Tuna. Now, Moose, you're going to have to give me some help here. You and I both poo-pooed the Thursday night game last night, and then it ends up being... A record over in the NFL. The Las Vegas Raiders scored 42 points by halftime and rolled to a record 63-21 to 21 victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. The Raiders led 42-0 at the break, just three points shy of the NFL record for halftime margin that was set in 09 when New England led Tennessee 45 to nothing. And you probably remember, but here's my thing. I'm like, Kim, watching a Leafs game, Probably should flip over to Amazon Prime and see what's going on in this Thursday night game. I'm like, it was 21 nothing, like right around the end of the first quarter. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Now, I flipped on over to the Orders and Lightning and then the Wild and the Flames. I didn't stick on it. But can you please tell me what your take was and if Brandon Staley still has a job or should he? Do you have thoughts on the Thursday yeah. night or did you watch any of it? I saw the quotes too and, and I saw the uh, some media in the uh on twitter saying this is what it looks like when you quit on a coach when a team has quit on a coach this is what it looks like and they're referring to brandon staley some wondered if he'd come out of the tunnel to coach the team in the second half if he'd get on the plane to go home um i assume at this point <clears throat> they're going to let him coach out the year and then find a replacement in the offseason i assume that's going to be the plan unless something's dropped this morning but that is i mean um, in all phases of the game, the Raiders just dismantled the Chargers, scoring on defense, scoring on offense. Um, it was just, it was something. And no, I didn't stick on that game for a long time either, but long enough to get an idea of what happened. Ryan in Toronto writes that he says the coaching change is inevitable for the Chargers fans after that domination by the Raiders. Uh, yeah, but I... They've been talking about firing Brandon Staley for the last three years. Like, I'm sure it'll happen now or like at the end of this season. I just don't get it. They're wasting Justin Herbert. And I understand he didn't play last night, but it really is too bad. Jackie's highlight video says, I can't wait to hear Rod's take on the CFL schedule. You might have to wait until hour two for that, Jackie. And I hope you're not disappointed by it. I'm going to move on to the next one. It's NFL related. Point two, Bill Belichick might just be the most nimble person on the Patriots roster after he managed to dodge question after question on his future with the team this week. Speculation was rampant Tuesday from an Adam Schefter report saying the legendary coach will be out at the end of the season. Asked at least three times at a press conference ahead of this week's game against the Chiefs whether he'll be back next season, Belichick would only respond that he's thinking about this week's game. Frankly, I love it. You know I don't like Belichick. I'm sure he's probably a nice enough guy. Most of them are, I swear. But the time has come, and everything has a shelf life, and I guess I'll ask you, because do you think he'll coach in 2024 in New England? What do you know about this story? Yeah, I would, um, if I had to venture a guess, I would say his time in New England is done at the end of the season. I thought all along that the move would be to remove the GM duties and let him just coach and let somebody else worry about bringing in and finding talent. But that's how the Patriots have ran. They've ran one person rules the show when it comes to football, and that was Bill. And then other people ran the business. It was one. Most teams have a GM and a coach who kind of work together on building the team and creating a style of play and all the rest. But now it's interesting. Because L.A. with the Chargers is going to have an opening. Where else will have openings? A lot of times, you don't let go of a coach unless you know that there's going to be an improvement, a better replacement. Well, now that teams maybe get a whiff that Bill Belichick is out there, maybe a fresh start makes some teams on the fringe decide to move on from their coach. But the other one that came out last night was Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, is going to coach in the Rose Bowl against Alabama. They're talking about him potentially being a oh. perfect fit for that Chargers job, like Southern California, obviously a lot of history there and with San Francisco. So expect a lot of movement, I think. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Here we are. As long as old women sit around and talk about old men and old men sit around and talk about the weather. 
The rumor season is here, which reminds me as we move on to point three. And by the way, on Belichick, I don't know whether he's going to be back or not, but I should ask Robert Kraft's sister because we share the same hairdresser here in Boca. Maybe she's got some intel that her brother told her. Point three, Canadian quarterback. This all ties in together. Canadian quarterback Curtis Rourke has transferred to Indiana University for his final year of college eligibility. The Oakville, Ontario product spent the past five seasons at Ohio University. Their brother of former BC Lions quarterback Nathan Rourke was the MAC Conference's most valuable player in 2022. Last season when he threw for 3,256 yards and 25 touchdowns. I think this year he was the second team all-star. So let me think about this for a second. I tweeted the mo this morning this story with a link to our website, rodpeterson.com. And I said, number one CFL draft prospect, Curtis Rourke. My phone blows up from people saying, no, 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 no. He's not eligible anymore because he's going back to school. And to be honest, I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not a scout. I'm not a personnel guy. And that's where people need to understand. We're not the insiders. We're the view for sports fans, okay? I'm not asking Whoopi Goldberg for the inside on the Russia-Ukraine invasion. Like, you know what I mean? We're just going to sit here and talk about it. I don't know the inside. So I got my stable of football guys, and I got some hockey guys. So I called a football guy this morning here in the States. I'm like, what is up with this? He's not eligible now? He's like, no, no, that's new. Because for years, we had heard of drafting a player in football, and he would go, could either forgo his final year or start playing, you know, start playing pro or go back to school. That's not the case anymore. How new is that? Are you aware? I didn't know. I, I, I'm not confident enough to know um, the CFL side of it. But in the NFL, yeah, once you declare for the draft, you're done. You can't go back to college football. You're finished. Um, so once you declare for the NFL draft, and I would think for you know Curtis's situation, I don't want to say that he took a step back this year, but the numbers definitely indicate that it was just an okay year. Didn't light it up, dealt with a bit of an injury in the middle of the year, you know, didn't put up impressive numbers. He is going to one of the All-Star games, or he did apply for one of the All-Star games coming up, which is a, a big showcase for draft-eligible players. But I think you go back to Indiana, you enter the portal and go to Indiana to take a shot to put up better numbers, put yourself in a better position for the National Football League draft, and I think that's what's happening here with Curtis. This is why we have the analysts like Jim Barker, who's coming up next to talk about why these decisions are made. Because Indiana was three and nine this year, he can completely maybe remake the program. But the poll question today for Key Auto Group is this. At the Key Auto Group, by the way, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. The poll question is, will Curtis Rourke ever play in the Canadian Football League? Will he ever play in the Canadian Football League? He is now not eligible to play next season or be drafted in the CFL nor NFL. Fair? Okay. I do have a fun bowl season thing, but I think I'll push it to hour two, which is incidentally when we'll also play NFL deal or no deal, because a lot of CFL fans came here to talk today. Nobody does the CFL coverage better than us. That's a fact. And here we are. Point four, the CFL will kick off its 2024 schedule with a Grey Cup rematch. It was announced Thursday. The Grey Cup champion Montreal Alouettes will open the campaign visiting the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on June 6th. The Alouettes defeated the Blue Bombers 28-24 in this year's final at Tim Hortons Field. Scott Milanovic makes his debut as Tiger Cats head coach the following night as Hamilton faces the Calgary Stampeders at McMahon Stadium. It could feature the return of Bo Levi Mitchell to the uh, Alberta City, but his status for this season is unknown. The opening week of the 2024 season will also feature Saskatchewan facing the Edmonton Elks at Commonwealth June 8th in Corey Mace's first game as Riders head coach, and the Argos will entertain the BC Lions at BMO Field on June 9th. The Ottawa Red Blacks, after an opening week bye, will host Winnipeg on June 13th. So Jackie in Lethbridge says he can't wait for my take on the schedule. Here is mine. I never got that excited about it, but I'm not narrow-minded enough to not realize everybody, the fans are excited, the teams are excited. I get all that. My thing was, as a guy that traveled with the teams, I'm like, I'm we're going to play our eight games either way. We're 72 in hockey, this many on the road, this many at home, this many against each team. Where we need to be and when, let me know. That's not what I, I don't really care about all this. The one thing I heard out of Saskatchewan where you have to appreciate it is the second coming of Christmas or the first coming of Christmas when the rider schedule comes out. I get that, but they're complaining that five of the nine home games are on Saturday afternoons. 
You understand the national pastime is complaining there, and a lot of the retailers are pissed off because it absolutely kills summer shopping with Saturday home games. I don't want to talk about it. I want your take on this little nugget. Ruminate on this. The way the CFL has become, and it's not the coach's fault, but with this CFL salary cap on coaches, you got head coaches performing coordinators' duties, and it has hurt teams. Where we've heard it's hurt Calgary. With Dave Dickinson's GM is in head coach, he doesn't have time to do both, and look what happened to them this year. Edmonton, I heard the same thing. Look where their defensive stats were. Chris Jones is the GM, head coach, and defensive coordinator. Look what happened there. And let's just for a second think about who was in the Grey Cup, Winnipeg. Head coach Mike O'Shea here, and then coordinators Buck Pierce and Richie Hall over in Montreal. Head coach Jason Moss, I think we have Anthony Calvillo calling plays on offense and Noel Thorpe on defense. Do you go along that the teams that have identified coordinators have a better chance because there just isn't enough time. It's too big of a job to ask a coach to be a head coach and a coordinator on one or other side of the ball. Over to you. Absolutely. I don't think that a coach can't call plays. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of Montreal. We think Jason Moss was actually calling a lot of the plays. Anthony was the offensive coordinator up in the booth. But I'm sure that it was kind of a group effort, at least when you're looking at the week, putting a game plan together, getting people in position. If Jason Moss has to deal with something head coach related while the team's on offense, Anthony Calvillo can come in and, and pick up any duties that Jason might be doing. So it's, it is different. Like I can imagine when you're a head coach, you kind of, you know, during the practice week or whatever, you've got head coach things to deal with. You might not have as much time to deal with your unit. So there's, I don't think it's a coincidence that the teams with head coach and separate coordinators, it's just more minds, more help, more knowledge, more expertise. I don't think that's a bad thing. So look at your teams now, CFL fans, going into 2023, 2024 season, and who's got a head coach that's also being a coordinator, and does that put your team at a disadvantage? Uh, Moose, we got messages here, but I'll, I'll save them for later. I'll see you in hour two. Sounds good. Barry in Powell River, BC, we'll get to your comment later. I've received it, and I do have an answer for you regarding your Vancouver Canucks. You Canucks fans are all the same. But get your questions in now for Jim Barker. He joins us next, our football analyst from the CFL on TSN. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, a football Friday continues and God bless daytime sports talk live. I appreciate Phil Kershaw alerting us to it and the L.A. Chargers announcing it. Uh, now 13, now 14 minutes ago, the Los Angeles Chargers announcing we have parted ways with head coach Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco. This in the wake of the historic 63-21 loss to the Vegas Raiders last night on Thursday Night Football to kick off Week 15. So we got a lot to talk with Jim Barker about as we bring him in from the CFL on TSN, five-time Grey Cup champion, XFL champion, and a lot of other things. Coach, the inevitable happened with the firing of Brandon Staley. I'm sure you're not shocked by that news today. No, uh, I, they could have done it at halftime. That 42 to nothing to a team that didn't score three days or four days earlier, it was just, they played with, with nothing. And, you know, they, they'd had Justin Herbert all year, who was one of the you know, a, a top young prospect, and their whole season has just been bad, so they might as well cut. I was surprised they let go of Tom Desco also at this time, but um, they're probably, you know, they're going to go out and try to find that one person, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to, or that person to be the GM, then go hire the coach. I'm guessing that's what they're going to do, but you never know. Because the Raiders, they're probably going to be well, looking for some. Yeah, as you know, you never know what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, so I just we got to move on with some rapid fire things. I would like, and I know our viewers would, your take on Curtis Rourke transferring to Indiana, what it means, why he did it, and what he's hoping to accomplish there uh, by pushing his pro chances a year down the road. Well, he's trying to accomplish what Michael Penix accomplished going from Indiana to the University of Washington. He's trying to go from the University of Ohio which runs an offense it's not NFL style at all and um, he just wasn't and he sees, sees it with his brother you know he needs the time and that kind of a system well Indiana fired Tom Allen hired Kurt Signetti from James Madison one of the top uh, F FBS programs in the country or the you know the smaller schools uh, in the country and Curtis will go in and you know they're a pro style offense and uh, Signetti was actually a former quarterback. He's got a good staff. There'll be a brand new staff coming in. Uh, it's a good place for a guy in the portal to go because they won't they won't be attached to anybody. Uh, when you transfer to a place where they've got people there, they've spent a year recruiting. They've got people there that that they like. He's going to a place that you know he's got to. He'll step right in and he'll be probably the starter uh, on day one of spring practice. So. Uh, it, again, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, he's going to be playing at a higher level. And again, just trying to up his NFL draft stock. I don't think it has anything to do with his CFL draft stock, but he's trying to up his NFL draft stock uh, by going to a Big Ten school. Any questions for Jim Barker, fire them at me now, please. 902-518-3033 is the Sober Carpenter text line. Sober Carpenter non-alcoholic craft beers. Ask for them by name at your favorite beer, wine, and spirit store or on the YouTube live feed. I'll just ask you this. Uh, were you able to watch Curtis much at all this year? He was a, the MAC Conference Player of the Year two seasons ago. I think a second-team All-Star this year. So they're saying he dipped a little. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you what do you what do you see for him? I think he's going to be more pro-ready than Nathan was, more NFL-ready. Nathan, you, again, we watched film on him, and he just, he, you couldn't see how his game was going to translate at the professional level. Um, and, again, obviously, we went to the BC Lions. He proved how it was going to translate. 
Uh, Curtis is a totally different type of guy. He's more of a he's six five. He's not going to run and move as well as Nathan, but he's still got the same kind of accuracy. You imagine he has the same kind of mental tenacity. Um, but again, until until you watch him in a in a different setting, it's going to be difficult to difficult to know. I think he's got a much better chance of being drafted in the NFL. Obviously, his brother was not drafted. Um, I think he's got a much better shot of that. Just because he's six five, he more suits what they're looking for. Um, but I thought he was a he's a pretty accurate pass passer. He's got a um, a fairly strong arm. I think he I think he's going to be an NFL NFL prospect. Uh, how how high he'll go? A lot will depend on you know what happens in his year at Indiana. Well, I'll tell you what, I saw him live here at FAU. We were all very excited to see Ohio come to town. And you're right, he's not his brother. He's bigger, but he, did, he stood in the pocket. He didn't look mobile. He didn't look healthy. He labored around on that knee. And I'm like, uh, well, this, this isn't Nathan, but he rallied Ohio to a big second-half comeback, and that's what he does, right? So I hope he's healthy, and he's just got certain things that uh, are qualities that... Um, not everybody possesses a special player. Kirk in Toronto has answered the bell, and he says, could you please ask Jim who he thinks might end up as defensive coordinator of the Argos? Well, I've heard it's going to be internal. Um, again, I don't know that. And if it was internal, uh, you know, Kevin Ivan is a possibility. Kevin's been there a few years. Uh, he would be a possibility. Um, I've heard Jason Shivers, who his name was brought up early, but I've heard he's going to go to Edmonton with Chris Jones, who's probably hearing a lot of what you and Moose were talking about. Um, of he's got to get some things off of his plate. And by getting the defensive coordinator thing off, I'm telling you, being a head coach when you've been a coordinator a long time and you're still trying to – I mean, I, I went from being an offensive coordinator. People forget my background. But I was an offensive coordinator, won two straight championships, had two straight quarterback MVPs, and thought I had all the answers. And as a head coach, I was a bad head coach to be an offensive coordinator for because I wanted them to have their own offense but to do things my way. And it was very difficult and uh, for them. Uh, so I wasn't very good head coach for an offensive coordinator. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. This will be the first time ever Chris has a defensive coordinator. But Jason Chivers is a guy who's coached for him, and that would make sense if that, in fact, does happen. Again, it's all just all just rumor. In Toronto, I'm, you know, that would leave you know William Fields or Kevin Iben, uh, possibly Josh Bell. I've heard he's going with Corey Mace uh, to be the coordinator in Saskatchewan. Um, again, there's no – this assistant things, they happen very – I don't know. They they just seem to. A lot of them are done, but you don't hear about them. And uh, um, so, again, I, I just by if in fact it's internal, you know, William Fields or who's been in the CFL for quite a while now, or Kevin Iben. Again, either one is going to be a a big change from Corey Mays. So it's going to be very interesting. I do. I did hear also that Toronto's um, looking at some defensive line coaches, which would mean more that they're going to hire a coordinator uh, from within and try to fill out the positions when Corey coached the D-line and was the coordinator. So uh, the whole assistant thing is very interesting right now. And um, when you're behind the scenes, you hear about this guy's talking to these people and this guy's talking to these people. And, um, you know, I you just hear rumors about, you know, young guys trying to get in, Andrew Harris potentially uh, getting involved in in coaching. Um, is that going to be with Toronto? Could that be with Saskatchewan, with Corey Mace? Um, Chad Rempel, a good young guy who played for me and played 12 years in the league, who would be a fantastic special teams coach. He's in, uh, you know, he's trying to break in, and he's talked to three different teams. And, you know, you hope that you see these young guys get an opportunity uh, to do you know, to, to, to get into it, because it is a difficult thing. So in terms of court, Toronto coordinator, like I say, Fields, Ivan, or I have, again, I had heard J Jason Shivers, but now I hear he's gone to Edmonton. So who knows?
Yeah. <laughs> Our uh, Jim Barker appearances weekly are brought to you by EMJ Marketing. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com. They'll find you the perfect keynote speaker for your event. I guess while you're here, you are the CFL guy. We, you know, bowl season's coming up. Maybe we'll push that to next week. But because the schedule came out yesterday and everybody's so excited. I never was a big schedule guy. I'm like, just tell me where we need to be and when and I'll be there, you know. Uh, but as a, pers as a personnel guy like yourself and a GM, how big of a day is it? schedule release day well if they're all like this it doesn't become that big a day because this this is the best schedule i've seen since i've been in this league in terms of a continuity and i love the thursday friday saturday sunday all summer long i think it's a i think it's a fantastic thing that people know that seven o'clock eastern they're going to be able to find a, a cfl game on those nights and I know it's not convenient. Thursday games aren't always convenient for people. But, uh, again, a lot of people who have things in the summer, they have cottages, they love the Thursday night games. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like everything. It's impossible to make everybody happy. Uh, I didn't see a lot of short weeks. I didn't see a lot of play Monday, play Thursday type things like, like they had last year with uh, Hamilton having to do that. Um, so I again I just in a and I I did not study it I didn't look at it from any team. When you're with a team, you look at how many short weeks do we have, uh, where are our bye weeks at, those kinds of things. I did not do that with any team. I looked at it and saw the Thursday through Sunday games all summer long till Labor Day, and mostly doubleheader Friday, doubleheader Saturday. We only have the one triple header it looks like uh, this year. So. Again, I think those kinds of things are good for the league, and and uh, I give kudos to you know the for, to the league office for for getting it out. I know there's a lot of people think it should be out uh, during Grey Cup week, but um, I like what they've done. And and again, every team it's back to a balanced schedule, and I think that's important. I mean, watching Hamilton and Toronto play is exciting, but watching them play six times in a year isn't. It's just not. It's yeah. it's just not right. So I love the that they're playing every team home and home, and then they're playing two teams in their division three times. But there's no more, no more of play play um, Hamilton play Toronto four times in August. I mean, that kind of thing is just is crazy. Yeah, we're we're, we're back to what when the CFL was great pre-COVID it, it really feels like with the schedule I got to ask you this the last one I think it's 41 bowl games 41 or 42 and we're going to broadcast 43. live next week from the Boca Bowl it's here 43. is it 43 okay yes. is it too many or do you like it um I like it I mean I, you know is watching Georgia Southern against Ohio uh is that an <laughs> exciting game Ohio doesn't have Curtis are they these teams are all losing players that are either gone into the portal, so the coach isn't going to play them, or uh, it doesn't mean they can't play them. Like, for example, Ohio State, McCord has gone into the portal, and supposedly Ryan Day is not going to play him. He's going to play a young guy. It's turned into kind of a spring game uh, against another school. Um, it's so hard to tell because you, there's so many players that, are opting out nowadays. Obviously, when you get to the top teams, the top four teams that will be playing um, the last four games, Alabama and uh, Washington and Texas and uh, and Michigan, those teams, they'll all be playing. And they'll, you know, that that's a chance to do something rare to win a national championship. For a football guy to be able to see all these games and one more chance to evaluate players and and for players who are seniors, a chance to show what they can do one more team. I think it's a. I think it's a good thing. I like it. Uh, I just went through and picked every game yesterday, and uh, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun to look at. And and you know, you got teams at Jacksonville State with Rich Rodriguez as their head coach is in their first bowl game ever. Um, so you got you got games that. People aren't going to care about. I doubt the ratings or even the stands are going to be full for a lot of these. But there's some really intriguing games. Georgia, Florida State. I mean, what a that's a great Huge. matchup. It's it's just a orange I think it's the right orange here. bowl. And to yeah. me, that's a great matchup. And I can't wait to I think I think Georgia's gonna win. 
But if Florida State wins, that just that throws more cold water on that committee that decided not to put them in. So I guarantee you, well, there'll be I, 10 or 12 people, whoever's on that committee, rooting like crazy for Georgia. Well, that, that at least if FSU wins, they'll at least those players will get a ring. But I just hear last year in the Boca Bowl, Liberty comes down without Hugh Freeze, without Ken Austin. I felt sorry for the kids. They got bombed by Toledo. So I think the way I look at it, just enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. It's like you say, one more game, and let's be glad for that. Jim, thanks for this. Happy holidays. We'll chat with you in a week. Okay. Thanks, Rod. CFL on TSN's Jim Barker. And again, our presentation of uh, EMJ Marketing. They'll provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event, including Jim Barker. Look up Joe at emjmarketing.com. We'll be back with a sports update. And before we go off the air in hour one today, a special tribute to the beloved John Frenzy who passed away one week ago today at the age of 86. It's a Football Friday live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, it is a football Friday. It does not just scream football weather. It does to me anyways. 
Moose is with us, but we're not going to bring him in until next segment. That's when we're going to do our John Frenzy tribute. We're going to do a sports update here and then break. It'll give us more time for the Frenzy tribute next segment. But again, you got to love daytime sports talk, man. Not replayed junk. Coach Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco were fired by the Los Angeles Chargers today after one of the worst losses in franchise history. The Chargers made the playoffs last season, but are one of this year's biggest disappointments at 5-9 and nine with losses in five of their last six games. They dropped into last place in the AFC West after Thursday night's 63-21 loss at Vegas. It was the most points allowed in franchise history and the 42-point margin the third worst. Staley, who had an overall record of 24-25 and 25 with the Chargers, is the third NFL coach to be fired this season, joining Josh McDaniels of the Raiders and Carolina's Frank Reich. It's the first time since 1998 that the Chargers have made an in-season coaching move. Telesco had been the general manager since 2013. The team only made three playoff appearances under his tenure and were 86 and 95 overall. Chargers firing Brandon Staley today. The Ottawa Senators are the lone Canadian team in action tonight in the NHL. The Sens carry a two-game losing streak into Dallas. Ottawa fell 4-2 in St. Louis last night in the opening game of their five-game roadie. The Stars are coming off a 6-3 win over Detroit on Monday. Meanwhile, in the NBA, the Toronto Raptors host the Atlanta Hawks in the second game of a back-to-back -back series at Scotiabank Arena. The Raptors snapped a four-game losing streak on Wednesday with a 135-128 win over the Hawks. Atlanta has lost five in a row. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca and also for Landmark Cinemas. In Landmark Cinemas now, Silent Night from legendary director John Woo and the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire in Christmas Eve in Los Angeles. Silent Night redefines the action genre with visceral thrill-a-minute storytelling. I saw it, and, uh, 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 sorry, people texting me like crazy. I saw it, no spoken dialogue in the whole movie. Think about that. And it's still a shoot-em-up, L.A. gangster gang thriller. So, check it out and tell me what you think. I give it one and a half thumbs up from the Monday morning goalie. Uh, where is it? Barry out in Powell River, B.C., which I believe is the home of Terry Perkins, the old hot winger. 70-goal man with the Spokane Chiefs, former assistant coach of the Regina Pats. Anyways, Barry writes in on the Sober Carpenter text line. He says, hi, Ron. It's Rod. Oh, no. He says, back, he says, back in September, you had that hockey commentator, Luke, on, and he was rating the top Canadian teams. You, Moose, and Luke said that the Canucks weren't worth rating as they were going nowhere. Right now, they're leading all Canadian teams and look strong. How could you all get it wrong? By the way, love your show. Barry from Powell River. That's the, uh, hey, nobody likes you, but I do. Thanks a lot, Barry. Number one. Number two, don't pull a Toronto and, dare I say, a Calgary and make these victory laps in December. Please don't be that guy. Don't be that fan base. I know you've won four in a row. I know you shut out the Florida Panthers last night for nothing. And I know Rick Tockett says you got a long ways to go. That's what he said after the win last night. I know they're a different team. But to be honest, you're not the first Canucks fan to get in my face today. And nee, 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 nee. the season is not even halfway over. And I think we felt this way about Travis Green. I think we felt this way about Bruce Boudreaux. I feel the different feel, just like you. I've seen it with my own eyes when they came through sunrise here. But don't be rubbing it in people's faces. Enjoy the ride. Um, you know, that other Canucks fan, who I won't name, but his initials are Kevin the Medium, texted me this morning 
kind of rubbing it in my face that the Canucks beat my Florida Panthers last night. And uh, I said, well, I hope they make the playoffs, Kev. And he says, well, for now, it just feels so good. And it is. I, you have the right to feel good. Keep it to yourselves and amongst each other. And if you end up going all the way in a deep run and winning the Stanley Cup, then come back and you'll have the floor will be yours. How about that, Clark? What do you think? What do you think? Did I do it right? Bingo! Just don't be another, don't be another Toronto and another, dare I say, Calgary. That's the topic for another time. Moose joins us next. Our John Frenzy tribute is coming up next. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, here we go, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You let me know, Clark, when Darren's seated, when he's seated comfortably, will begin. I guess he's not yet. Uh, Jim Wagner, writing in from Balgoni Sask, says, uh, Good morning, RP Nation. Thanks for honoring John. He has a special place in a lot of people's hearts, including mine. That's coming up, our tribute to John Frenzy. Do we have Darren? It's a little unnerving to not know, I'm going to be honest. Okay, so yeah, away we go. Um, I do want to read this from the text line, 902-518-3033. He says, happy, uh, sorry, Natasha in Winnipeg says, happy Friday. I'm with Jim Barker. This is the best schedule I've seen in many years. Have a great weekend, gents. Thank you, Natasha in Winnipeg. And I, I felt in a way bad because yesterday Natasha texted in in all caps. I have it right in front of me. All caps. The CFL schedule is out. Let's talk about it. I, I'm sorry to break your heart. And if it makes me a jerk, I'm a jerk. But we had a whole show planned on Thursday, and because the CFL schedule dropped in our lap, we're not changing plans. Sorry, I got more than enough time to talk about it on Football Fridays. That's what we do. That's not the CFL's fault. It's nobody's fault. But we're not changing what we do just because the CFL dropped their schedule in our laps unannounced. <laughs> you just got to sit and be upset, I guess. I knew she'd be back today to talk about it, and here she is. Uh, Darren is here. You did a wonderful tribute. I, how long did it take you to put together this tribute that we're going to air in minutes? Don't be modest. Tell me. <laughs> it took a little bit of time, but it was, it was worth it. It's, it's uh, fun to do. I mean, not always fun. I don't know if fun's the right word, but uh, brought back a lot of good memories. Put it that way. I did enjoy it. So, uh, yeah. Jack Fulton writes in, uh, he says, rest in peace, frenzy. See, a guy named Josh just wrote into our Facebook and, yeah, you won't see it, yeah, you won't see it come across the screen because it's on our Facebook. He goes, I really miss him being on your show, Rod. And I'm like, yeah, we all do. This is the other thing. There's a whole lot of people got to sit around and be disappointed because, quite frankly, if it was up to us, we'd have had John Frenzy up until last week until the day that he died. But let's be honest, if you read any of the online tributes, John passed away, they say, because of complications with Alzheimer's. I hadn't seen John in not a full year, a good six to eight months. The John frenzy that you're all are about to see, that guy's been gone for a long time. So for those that say, bring back frenzy, I'm as frenzy on the air, that wasn't going to happen. So as I said in my column last weekend, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. They don't make him like this guy anymore. And I got to be honest, the older that I get, I sit here and think about 20 years as voice of the riders. This S, son of a gun, covered the team for 45 years. That's ungodly. When, Darren, think about that. Think about it. Yeah. It is like when you think about multiple careers that you've had, I mean... If he, yeah. what, what was it, 1969 that he started covering the team and covering the, the league and broadcasting? I Did read that. that. I read that, but I think it was 66. I think it was six. I think it was 66. <laughs> and by but the way, he didn't come on my radar until I met you. 2015. Yeah, that's hard hey? for me to believe, but yeah, 
What I don't like is but, how fast the, the world spins. I'm sorry, I need to take over. I hate the yeah. way the world spins. People don't know what this man did. He was the voice of the writers from 1972 to 1982-ish. And people don't even remember that. So, yeah. You know, and, and now he hasn't been on the show for a year, two years, and now people, they don't know enough about him. So you're about to find out about him. And if you see why I talk the way I do, he's my surrogate dad. Him and my dad graduated Luther College together, 1955. All the stories are amazing. Well, you're going to see what this guy's all about. And Darren put this together. So great job, Moose. And this is our tribute to John Frenzy. John Frenzy's here. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty, I think I'm pretty good. I'm startled by what happened with, with, with Mr. Smith there. Should be a very exciting year in the Western Conference. Very much so. Again. That's well, not fair to him. He's trying hard. He's a good guy. But he says that, oh, boy, you got to think, holy God, what's happening? It's, the world's coming to an end. But they got to say something. What your college bowl game name is. The last restaurant you ate at and the last thing you bought. Yeah. Mr. Mike, Onion Soup Bowl. I thought it was steak. <laughs> onion changed. Soup Bowl. He changed it. <laughs> well, that's good, eh? We got we to re-engrave the damn trophy. <laughs> Between Liberty and Texas A&M. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he had a colorful outfit on today, a train conductor's hat and his pajamas. John, why do you like doing that so much? Uh, it's just fun. I don't know. It's just fun. You, you keep me going. i got to have a different kind of dress each week. And I've done pretty good. you got to admit, I've done pretty well. We didn't. So we were the only league of any major nation, major uh, concept that wasn't playing football last year. And we can't let that happen again this year. Have two years in a row. Otherwise, the league is gone, I feel. He's a great Rough Rider fan, a great fan of the CFL. And I know I can't walk down the street without two or three people talking to me who I don't know. And they want to, they let me know they want the CFL back. They loved it. And they tell me stories about loving the CFL. Where are you sitting? With Tom Hanks? Yeah. No, with uh, Leopard and Shep. I mean, Leopard, Leopard and Shep. Okay. <laughs> Lip and Shepherd. Lip and Shepherd. <laughs> you always say that. You walking around South Regina last night without your shirt on. What happened last night? I took an off walk down the street here, just here, with my dog. And me and our little area here, so he's exaggerating a bit. Well, one of my buddies in the car talking to me, whistling at me, and his wife is whistling at me, too. And they got in a fight. Oh, I bet, because she was whistling. Yeah. I've seen Lynch sh- shirtless, and it's something to behold, by the way. Yeah. I mean, that was a great one for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Sure was. They think they're going to have a dynasty from what I've heard. Who? Bombers? I've talked. In Winnipeg? Yeah. That's right. And you see people everywhere you go every day, about 10, 15 people. I do, too. And they all come around to saying, what about the football season? They really care. Frenzy, we're going to let you go. People have loved this so much. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.